Yes! And the Cougars take the lead! Top of the key three for T.J. Haas. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Today, the BYU Cougars are at Vivint Smart Home Arena, home of the Utah Jazz, to take on the UNLV Running Rebels. Well, it's it's been a few days since BYU lost a stunner up on the hill at Utah. Everything was clicking. Yoli Childs was back, and by the way, dominating in that game. But turnovers, a massive free throw discrepancy, Childs having to sit down due to leg cramps, and then Hawes and Nixon fouling out were just too much to overcome as BYU fell at the Huntsman Center in overtime, 102-95. to And the big question today will be whether or not Yoli Childs can play. As of right now, there has been no update on his playing status, so we shall see if he will be able to go today against UNLV. And no question, the loss at Utah was an absolute gut punch, but as is the case, with athletics they have to find a way to put it in the rearview mirror certainly learn from it but move forward so that's what the six and four cougars will do today against unlv the rebels are four and six and coming off a double overtime win wednesday night at fresno state in fact unlv's last two games have gone to at least overtime and the rebels have played a total of four games beyond regulation this season unlv beat byu last season at t-mobile arena in vegas ironically enough in overtime 92 to 90 was the final score if you remember back to last season byu had a one point lead with about 18 seconds remaining but noah uh robotham hit the game-winning three at the buzzer to beat the Cougars. And we saw BYU have turnover issues on Wednesday at Utah. Well, UNLV is one of the worst teams in the country at turning the ball over. That's certainly something that the Cougars must take advantage of today. The Rebels' leading scorer is Amari Hardy at 18 points per game, followed by former Ute Donnie Tillman and Elijah Mitru Long. And if you're a Utah Jazz fan, that last name may ring a bell. His brother Naz Mitru Long uh, played for the Jazz the past two seasons. He's now moved on to the Indiana Pacers. Today's player interview is with sophomore guard Connor Harding. Now, Connor's averaging seven points and four rebounds, but he's proven to be a very efficient shooter as you'll hear, though, he isn't overly pleased with how he's playing right now. Here's my conversation with Connor Harding. How difficult is it to move past a, a game like the loss to the University of Utah? Um, it for sure stings, especially, you know, how we were up and how we were playing. And then we kind of, you know, slowly, you know, lost focus, I would say. Uh, lost defense assignments, offense assignments. And so obviously it will sting, but we have a whole season ahead of us. And hopefully it will motivate us and we'll respond. Athletics, obviously like life, you, you have to find lessons that you can learn from. What can you learn from a game like that? Yeah, don't get complacent. Like if we have a lead, just keep going, keep going at a team. And, you know, we got to learn how the refs, how they're refing the game. We got to learn um, what they're doing good and how to stop it. You know, they didn't make too many threes. They made a lot of points in the paint, and so we need to figure out ways to keep them out of the paint and just force them into hard shots. And so we got to learn what's what the game's telling us. 
Obviously, going into that game, the biggest storyline was the fact that Yoli was back in an unbelievable performance from Yoli, and unfortunately, he had to sit with, with the leg cramps. But what was it like to, to have him back on the court, and not just that, but to see him be as dominant as he was? Yeah, you know, it was really refreshing to see Yoli back doing his thing. And, you know, he, he balled out. Like, he, he went out there, he hit his first three, and I was so happy for him for hitting his first three. And then that, that hoop got really big, obviously, as everyone else saw. But, you know, with having Yoli back, we still got to understand, like, our roles, and we got to keep playing as we, we did when he was not on the team and just build on each other. It didn't really seem like there was... And obviously, you know, you guys have been around Yoli. I mean, he knows your game, and you guys know his game. So uh, it, maybe it was overblown how much he'd have to be worked back in. But it, it didn't really seem, at least from the outside looking in, that there were any miscommunication issues or anything like that. Was it fairly seamless having him back on the floor? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, he, he's worked out with us all summer. He's been here at practice. He's been in, in the system. He's a senior. He's a veteran. And so he knows how to be molded into a system and so you know we didn't I didn't feel like we missed any keys when he went in um but you know we just gotta we just gotta help him out what's the focus then over the next you know day or so as you guys get ready to regroup you're gonna head back up to Salt Lake City to take on UNLV what's the focus over the next you know day or two as you guys get ready for the Rebels I think the biggest thing is just trust in the process you know we're gonna keep doing the same things we got to get better and we got to trust in each other, and we just got to believe in our future as we keep going on. How do you feel your game is progressing uh, as this season has gone along? Yeah, you know, um, I felt like, you know, I've been kind of a roller coaster again this season. But, you know, overall, I felt like defensively I've been, I've been pretty solid and, you know, making more shots, I feel like. And so just progressing by, by being in the right places at the right time. When you, when you say roller coaster, what do you mean? Like, why do you feel like it's been a roller coaster for you? Yes, yeah, so, you know, sometimes like what I, what I think and what I'd say is, you know, sometimes I'll score like 10 points in in the first half and then I won't score any or do anything in the second half or the first half I won't do anything in the second half and so kind of things like that just need to be consistent throughout the whole entire game. One of the things that this team has done a masterful job of this season, especially over the last couple of weeks, is shooting the basketball. And, and we knew going into the season that was going to be a strength of this team. Why do you think this team has been able to find such a rhythm shooting the basketball? It's how much time we spend on it um, in this offseason and every single practice. You know, we take a good portion of our practice by just getting shots up, and I think that just helps everyone you know, in the game, feel comfortable and confident and saying, you know, I'm going to make, I'm going to make my shots when I have the opportunity. And, you know, I think we shot like 50% from the three point line last night. And we, you know, we set some records, tie some records. And so it's just being able to, you know, spend some quality time shooting the ball. You guys playing at Vivint Smart Home Arena is not anything new. BYU's played a lot of games up there. Do you, do you enjoy playing on, on, on the NBA courts? Is that fun for you? Does it add a nice little element to it? Yeah, you know, I, I love playing basketball in general and having the opportunity to play on an NBA court is, is special. But, you know, I feel like the Marriott, you know, it doesn't get better than filling up the Marriott with the Rock. And so, you know, if we have a great stadium like, like the Marriott, like I'd rather have a game game in there. And I think that's what the coaches would like too. And, you know, but basketball is basketball and we'll play wherever we can.
Connor, thanks for taking a few minutes. Uh, good luck against the Rebels, and uh, appreciate the time. Thank you. That was BYU sophomore guard Connor Harding. Appreciate him taking a few minutes this week. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head up to Vivint Smart Home Arena for a courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. A couple of old conference foes meeting up in Salt Lake City today at Vivint Smart Home Arena. BYU hosting the UNLV Running Rebels. Let's head up to Vivint Smart Home Arena, home of the NBA's Utah Jazz. And join my good friend, Mark Durant, for our courtside conversation. Good afternoon, Mark. It's, it's not often that we get to say good afternoon uh, on these broadcasts, but today's one of those days. How are you? I'm doing great. It used to be that you were closer to me here when they'd play than at BYU. Well, that's reversed now. Yes, You're that is true. You're down in Provo. Yes. So it's crazy how things change over time. It is crazy how things change. And speaking of crazy <laughs> things, uh, how do you make sense of Wednesday's stunning loss at Utah? Well, man, that was you. Woo! <laughs> hurt. That one hurt. I mean, it's it's one thing to lose that type of game, but then to lose to the Utes, that's, I mean, that was the, about as hard for me as it's going to get at this point. And I, I'm getting old, so losses don't hurt me as much anymore because, I, I mean, I got a lot of scar tissue, but uh, that one was tough. That one was really tough. And, you know, you can kind of mollify your, your – uh, torment by saying, well, Yoli and then TJ fouled out, Nixon and all that kind of stuff. The fact is you lost and and that and you had a huge lead late. That's a game you gotta win. You're the experienced team. You gotta find a way to win those games. And it would have been a nice resume win and now you find yourself against the wall a little bit. I mean people were putting you in brackets and all that kind of stuff. Now you're you you've t- taken a big step backwards. So this is a big, big game, a game BYU should win, but they should have won Wednesday night. And so you got to come and win games. And uh, UNLV uh, ha- has some talented guys. Um, and so, uh, I, uh, you know, it's pro- similar to kind of the talent on that Utah team. And BYU has some weaknesses. And, and I guarantee you the Rebels watch the film. They know what they are. So BYU's got to find a way to figure it out. You know, Yoli's out there warming up. We'll assume he's good to go, but... That'll, that'll be a big question mark. How much can he play today? And uh, BYU is clearly a different team with Yoli on the floor. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's as much of a must-win at this point of the season as you can have just to get the bounce back, get your minds right. And secondly, you just don't have any wiggle room anymore. you got to win all these games going into conference. you got to beat UNLV here. you got to beat Nevada. you got to beat Utah State, Weber State. Get those wins, then you're back where you need to be. But if you don't, then you're where you always are, and that's trying to win a conference or win a conference tournament title, and that's hard to do with Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Well, that's certainly good news to know that, that Yoli is out on the court warming up. Certainly, hopefully, that means he, he will be able to play. We'll obviously find out for sure sooner uh, rather than later. But it, it was such a shame to see him have to sit with leg cramps because, Mark, he was absolutely dominating Utah. I still don't understand the decision 
not to double him, and he made them pay every single time. In his first game back, he was unbelievable. And I think we all got a glimpse of just how good this team can be when it has all of its pieces. I can't imagine a better start for someone coming back. And as tough as it was to watch Yoli sit and watch games for those first nine games, and it was hard. I could see it in his face. That San Diego State game, watching them lose that game with him on the bench, I could just it was just killing him. And But then to have it happen is, as a kind of a microcosm in that particular game where where he really could have helped them the most, he had to watch again. And, and he was so upset about that. And I'm sure if there was any way he could play it, and he tried to play it, just once you get those cramps, it's, they, they, don't, they don't just go away. They, they're, they're there until you have some rest. And, uh, and that was really hard for him, and I'm sure. But it, what a good sign it was to see what he could do he showed off his range. You know, he's always been a good three-point shooter, but I know that's something he's worked on a lot because he'll need that at the next level. And But still able to dominate inside. And and you could see Utah had to kind of go away with what they wanted to do. They went away with Carlson a little bit because he couldn't guard Yoli on the three-point line. It was just he's just too big, couldn't couldn't go out there. And he tried to run a lot of different things at him. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's coaching malpractice to not double-team Yoli. I mean, you just have to. But Yoli hurts you. Because he, he's, he's had so many double teams over his career that he knows where it's coming from and he knows how to hit guys. And he found a couple guys for open threes, so maybe that's why they didn't do it. But you're either going to get beat by a, a three or Yoli you know, scoring. I guess maybe you take the two over the three. But Yoli was unstoppable, and you, you just have to think, you know, even with him being able to play a few minutes, that would have been enough. They didn't need much to win that game. Yeah. He just needed one more point. That would have been enough, but he wasn't, and they lost. When you look at BYU's losses this year, one of the things that you can point to is turnovers. And I know sometimes turnovers can be just as simple as guys, obviously they're not trying to turn the ball over, but they may just be trying to do a little bit too much. What what are you seeing in terms of, of in those losses? Is that what you're seeing, guys trying to do a little bit too much and, and they're turning the ball over? Because if you look at the losses, that's been one of the things that's been a common denominator. Yeah, well, I think there's a few things. One is uh, sometimes you can be a little un- too unselfish. Uh, I thought Jake Toulson had it many times in the paint where he could have shot it. He tried to make a tough pass and, and was a turnover. Uh, I thought BYU had too many turnovers when Utah was making their run. I mean, that's obviously a vulnerable time. You got the crowd going. The other team is excited. They're in your face. But you have to keep your head. And BYU made a couple of really boneheaded turnovers that led to layups for Utah when they're on their run. And even if a team's on the run, you want to, you got you to be able to run your offense and get a look. If you're just handing the ball over to them, no wonder you, you lose that lead. And I thought that was very... It's not unusual to happen, but I thought with this team, you know, we watched Houston play them, and they were all over them and yeah. didn't really commit a lot of turnovers. Utah's defense wasn't all that great, and they, BYU was kind of handing it to them because they were getting nervous and they were freaking out, and they lost their composure. And so that's another way you get turnovers. I didn't expect that way coming from this team. And then the other thing is when you kind of get cruising and BYU is cruising, you think, oh, we got this. Let's make a play that maybe we wouldn't otherwise make or try to make a play because, you know, we're going to win. We're up big. Uh, and, you know, I just I have these nightmare flashbacks of BYU up 16. They get the turnover on the baseline. They're going, and they turn it over. 
and Utah goes and scores, and they get like five or six in a row off of that. If you don't make that turnover, you likely get a good shot down the other end. You're maybe up 18 or 9. I mean, those are the kind of plays that make a game. And you think, well, at, at the time you're up 16, you're like, oh, big deal, turnover, well, who cares? Well, if you don't make a turnover, you probably win. And you've got to value each possession even when you're up 16. And know that teams are good enough to come back. And, and just be smart, don't be sloppy, and don't lose your focus because you're, you've got a big lead in a game. And th- those things just can come back to haunt you as they did. Talking with Mark Durant from Vivint Smart Home Arena, side of today's BYU versus UNLV basketball game. Got the old school uh, Purple Mountain Court. The uh, the Jazz will be hosting the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. The game's pushed back to 8 o'clock to give uh, the people that, that get those games ready an opportunity for our game to end and get ready for the Jazz game tonight. It's always fun when BYU plays up in Salt Lake City, you know, at, at the arena. And BYU's had a lot of success. These are really fun games. And you're playing a team, and I agree with you, you mentioned this is a team BYU should beat. I absolutely think that this is a game BYU should absolutely win. These are always fun games to have when you get to play on an NBA floor. It just is. I love it. I mean, it's a great environment. It's fun. I know as a player I loved playing in NBA arenas. Uh and, and so it's fun for the guys. It's a neat experience to say, hey, I played on that floor. And, uh, uh, and BYU plays well. I, and what, what I like about it is that people will agree to play you on neutral floors. And the home court advantage is just so brutal in college basketball. You know, UNLV might not agree to come to the Marriott Center. That's fine. Uh, but you, you get to play good teams over the years. BYU's played some really good teams on this floor. And they'll agree to do it, and then you likely get one back at some NBA arena there, and, that, and that's fun. I'd rather do that than play in their arena. And, uh, I mean, it takes a little bit of, away from the crowd environment because it's not as intense, but I, I kind of like it when you can just say, hey, let's play each other, and whoever the best team is will win rather than having to factor in a, some kind of home court advantage and all of that. And let's just go play. Let's go, you know, lace it up on an NBA arena and just have fun and see who's, who's the better team. You mentioned a minute ago just a little bit about this UNLV team. What what else stands out to you about the Rebels? Well, uh, I'm worried about uh, Tillman. I think he's probably a lot like uh, Timmy Allen was, that size and ability to get to the rim. Uh, I worry a little bit about Amari Hardy. I think he's a really good guard. And where BYU's weakness is, I think it's clear, is teams will get downhill on them. And what I mean by that is... Uh, when I'm a guard and I'm guarding a guy and I'm within a, you know, I can reach out and touch him, it's easy for me to stop him when he tries to penetrate on me. But if he's got about 10 feet and can get momentum going towards me and wants to get by me, then it's really hard. Because if I try and stop him then, I'll probably get a blocking foul unless I'm really good and could get in front. And then I'm kind of riding him, riding his hip to the rim, and then he jumps into me or whatever, and I don't have a rim protector back there. And he'll draw contact, and I've scored an easy layup, and I get a foul. And and you saw Utah do that all night long. They get that downhill going, and then they just put their nose down and go to the rim because they know no one's going to stop them. There's no shot blocker back there, especially with Yoli out. And they just killed BYU in the paint off the dribble penetration going downhill. So BYU's got to do a better job staying close to their guy and then turning them, especially in transition. That's when you're really going downhill. You've got to turn the guy. You can't let him continue the basket. Stop him, make him go uh, laterally rather than at the rim. And, and if you do that, that's half the battle. 
but that's tough. And you, you know, he's got those same kind of athletes that can beat BYU. So really got to stop the dribble penetration, stop the downhill penetration, and uh, and then if I think mean, you do that, BYU's a better three-point shooting team. BYU's better in many ways and uh, should win this game. But th- that formula that Utah used is still out there until BYU can stop it. Well, you touched on you touched on quite a few of those keys right there. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen, and Orem proudly present our keys to the game. Anything else you look at is imperative for BYU in order to get this win this afternoon? Yeah, I think points in the paint. BYU got drilled at Utah. Like I said, we just talked about the same type of team. I think if the points in the paint are even or in BYU's favor, they win easily. Mark, great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Always good to talk to you and uh, excited to hear you and Greg call the game this afternoon. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Jason. Always a pleasure. There we go. The man, Mark Durant from Vivint Smart Home Arena, getting you ready for BYU and UNLV. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball. If we have time, we'll even check out scores in college football. It's a very busy afternoon in the college sports world. We'll have more Cougar pregame live coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU UNLV coming your way in just about 35 minutes from Vivint Smart Home Arena. BYU with another opportunity to play on the court of the Utah Jazz. Let's update you on other action in college basketball. We do have three finals in the top 25. First one, number 18, Baylor, defeats number 12, Arizona, 63-58. to Sixth-ranked Ohio State, 106, Penn State, 74. And number 24, Butler, defeats Florida by a final score of 76-62. to College football action going on right now, a really good one. Between Oklahoma and Baylor, it is the Big 12 championship game. It is all knotted up at 13 apiece with just under seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Not as big of a uh, of a matchup, but the Sun Belt championship game going on. Number 21, Appalachian State, leading Louisiana 42-17. to 17. Also uh, coming up a little bit later on this afternoon, 17th-ranked Memphis facing 20th-ranked Cincinnati in the American uh, championship game. Then you have the SEC championship game between LSU and Georgia. And then the Mountain West title game as number 19, Boise State, takes on Hawaii. Also, big day for uh, Bronco Mendenhall and the former BYU coaching staff as the 23rd-ranked Virginia Cavaliers take on number 3 Clemson in the ACC championship game. All right, that's going to do it. After timeout, we'll send you up to Vivint Smart Home Arena and get you ready for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the 
Cougars home away from home in downtown Salt Lake City. Vivint Smart Home Arena, where BYU is currently on a 13-game win streak. Today, the Cougars seek to extend that streak by taking on the running Rebels of UNLV. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. Joined high above courtside, actually, by my commentary colleague, the former BYU hoopster, the one-time fab freshman, the legendary Iron Man, the social media icon, the accomplished local attorney and occasional author, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, if there was ever a place for a much-needed bounce back, it is here in this building. The home of the Utah Jazz has been a friendly floor over the last two decades, really. Uh, BYU plays here once or twice every year and last lost here back in 2007. After what happened Wednesday up on the road, uh, up the road at, uh, at Utah, uh, the Cougs could use a little history in their favor here today. They need something, Greg. They need some Oregon Duck mojo. They need some... <laughs> Vivint Arena Mojo. They need some Temple Square Mojo coming there. I don't know what they need, but they need to get a, a win here tonight. And you know, he's a decent opponent. Team they should win. It doesn't mean a lot when you say they should win because you got to go out and beat a team. Question marks with Yoli today and how this team will bounce back from that just disastrous uh, meltdown they had up on the hill. Uh, there's a lot of things to overcome in this game, but uh, this is a game to me, Greg. They've got to get. I mean, if you're talking anything about postseason and those kind of hopes, you better win this game today. So whatever it takes, this building's been kind, and BYU needs some kindness coming their way today. That's what uh, Mark Durant has to say. We'll hear what the other Mark, Pope, has to say. As the Zions back, back Cougar pregame coaches show continues, live from Vivint Smart Home Arena here in downtown Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are back at Vivint Smart Home Arena for BYU and UNLV. Second game of a two-game series that began last December at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. UNLV won that game on a three-point buzzer beater in overtime. This after BYU came back from down 17 just to get the game to OT. BYU comes into this one today off a heartbreaking setback at the Huntsman Center. The Cougs led a 16-point lead, second-half lead getaway as Utah ran away in overtime. It's another uh, loss that uh, threatens to loom large in March right now, and it uh, came with injury concerns as well as Yoli Childs left the game early, and his absence undoubtedly played a big part in BYU kind of falling apart late. In our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. Coach Pope updates us on the Yoli Childs situation heading into UNLV. Well, he hasn't practiced the last two days, uh, but he's feeling better, so we're going to throw him out there and see what happens. We just don't know. I'll probably try and modify his minutes a little bit more than he wants me to, but um, let's try and see if we can get him through this whole game. Just a cramping issue with the Cavs the other night? Or? We think so. Um, we think it was just a cramping issue. He kind of had some still soreness uh, two days ago, and then yesterday it felt pretty good, and this morning he feels really good, so it's somewhere between cramps and sprain. I don't know. We'll see. It's just, uh, we just we kind of have to just ride it out and see, see what his body tells us. In terms of getting back as a team and getting right in the right frame of mind for today, how do you feel the guys have responded? I think we're good. Our guys are good. They're veteran guys. Um, you know, this. Listen, we 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 continue this march of challenging game after challenging game after challenging game, and these guys have responded to wins really well, and they've responded to losses really well, and that's one of the things you expect out of a veteran group. And certainly, they've delivered so far. I expect them to do the same thing today. You've seen big swings already in 10 games, huge highs and some some really hard lows, but 10 games into about a 35-game season, there's a lot of basketball left to play to do some great things. Yeah, uh, listen, I mean, I, I'm really excited about this team. Uh, 
we we knew coming into the season that we faced a, a ton of challenges and uh, which every team does every single season and um, these guys have responded and rung the bell and we know that we're capable of really really good things and um, you know and, and even in our losses we've you know we've played really solid and we've lost to really good teams and um, you know we, we, we kind of put this thing together to test us to expose us uh, we want to expose every nook and cranny of weaknesses that we have, and then we want to get another shot at to see if we've actually improved. And, you know, a great example is tonight. I mean, clearly we've had trouble at Boise State and, and Utah with managing hard-driving yeah. wings that get to the rim and cause foul trouble and can finish over verticality. It's an Achilles heel of us. And tonight we have, like, four of those guys on UNLV's team that are big and strong and physical and athletic and trying to see – uh, if we have grown and if we if we've learned and if we can make some headway in that area, because at the end of the day, for us to do what we want to do, we're going to have to be able to guard that character of player. And um, so, the more shots we get at it, as painful as it might be in the process, the more shots we get at it, the better. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, we got to figure out how to do it. And so, you want reps, and we're certainly going to get reps again tonight. Offensively, you did so many things you want to see your team do uh, the other night. Uh, what are a couple things that need to uh, see a little improvement moving forward, starting today? Yeah, we got we got the yips a little bit turnover wise. The last three games, uh, th- no, no, three of the last four games, we were at twenty and sixteen and twenty, and um, that's not characteristic of us. And it's kind of been a a, um, a, 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 a kind of random potpourri of things that we have to figure out. But that's obviously a huge issue. Um, and so, uh, you know, we need to really focus on caring for the ball and playing faster and having more of a pop rule and making a simple, simple play rather than trying to go for a home run and and uh, and understanding what the defense is, is trying to take them and what they're trying to give. And all those things kind of wrap together. We certainly need to care for this ball better, which is something on the offensive end we need to do. Uh, I do think we continue to share the ball really well. Uh, that's one thing that was a concern with Yoli coming back. It was going to slow us down that way. And certainly in his minutes in the Utah game, that was not the case. He shared the ball really well, and he also finished really well. Um, so, you know, that's a that's an area where we have to keep growing. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the things about taking care of the ball is that the freer you are with the ball, the, the better you take care of it. And also the more forceful and physical you are with the ball, the better you take care of it. And, We've been really free. We've got to be more forceful and physical. So that's one of, one of the areas we want to grow. All right. Uh, finally, uh, you've been around for a few of them. This has been a good building uh, for BYU over the years. Tend to play well and get good results on, on this floor. Yeah, we're excited to be here. It's awesome. I mean, anytime you get to play in an NBA arena, it's it's exciting for your guys. And we get to play against – you know, I'm actually more excited about the opponent than, than the building because mm-hmm. – um, because we know that this is an area where we have to grow. And so I'm just excited to get, get another shot at it and see if we can do it. All right. Coach Pope, good luck in this one. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Ray. That is Mark Pope in today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show is coming up next. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, live from Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Vivint Smart Home Arena here in downtown Salt Lake City for this Saturday matinee, pitting 6-4 and four BYU and 4-6 and six UNLV. 36th all-time meeting in a series. The Rebels lead 19-16. to 16. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from high above courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard's our studio host. Our control board operator is Tanner Rall. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our BYU radio engineer, Sean Fay. And our broadcast intern is James Havel. We are coming to you live on the new skin BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and our over-the-air flagship KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Radio app, the KSL Radio app, plus streaming live at BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You can also get play-by-play archives and highlights on the BYU Basketball Podcast. We'll mark only 10 games in. We've already seen a number of winnable games get away from BYU. You could argue that the Houston buzzer beater cancels out at least one of those losses. But I see a 6-4 and four team that could be, you know, 8-2, and two, maybe 9-1 and one and ranked maybe and kind of, kind of penciled into the field of 68. But you are what your record says you are right now. That's a team trying to figure out exactly quite how to close games out at the same time while working Yoli Childs into the mix and hoping he can, well, of course, stay healthy. Hey, listen, I mean, you got to figure it out. It's been nine games. you got a new coach, a new offense. You had, didn't have Yoli, had a lot of excuses. They did some really good things. They had some head scratchers. Now you got to start playing. I mean, you got more seniors than AARP at this point. <laughs> you got T.J. Haas, all-conference player, top ten in almost every category when he's done. you got Yoli Childs, one of the best big men in the West. you got Jake Toulson, conference player of the year in the WAC last year. you got, uh, you know, Zach Selyus. you got Connor Hart, Dalton Nixon. you got it this is this got to be your best team in years it's got to be figured out you've got to find a way to win those close games first of all find a way not to be in the close game then if you are find a way to win it there's no excuses anymore let's go out and play let's get it done and uh, this team has to have that attitude going forward or they're going to find themselves where they've been the last five years and that's unacceptable with with this experience and the and the talent on this team All right, we're heading for a short break. When we come back, we'll hear from UNLV assistant coach and one-time Rebel point guard Kevin Kruger as the BYU Store Kruger Tip-Off Show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Kruger Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. Back inside Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City for BYU and UNLV. BYU looking to bounce back from a loss as it has already done three times previously this season. The Cougs have yet to suffer consecutive L's at any point this year. UNLV coming off its best win of the season. A double overtime W at Fresno State. A win that saw the Running Rebels overcome some key injury absences as UNLV won in overtime for the first time this season after three OT setbacks. A short time ago, I spoke with UNLV assistant coach Kevin Kruger about the Rebels' OT luck finally turning in their league opener. 
Yeah, we, we joked about maybe we needed to try a second overtime instead of uh, just one. But, no, it was good for the guys, I mean, to see them be able to, to fight and kind of get a reward at the end of it because they had fought in all the other overtime games too. It just didn't go our way in the end. The way you got to Cincy's overtime was crazy, wasn't it? It was wild. I mean, with, with a minute eight or minute 18 left, I mean, that, uh, just the turn of events. You know, in, in games like that, you can look back and you're like, well, if he had just done this, you know, we never would have had that opportunity. If he had just done that, just one little thing, you yep. know. And and but no, again, that that's another instance where they fought like crazy, and uh, you know, it would have been nice to see him rewarded for it. But you know, uh, Cincinnati did what they needed to do. That's the thing too, though, when you fight and don't get the result, it can be deflating. To come back and bounce back the way you guys have done has to be encouraging. It is, it is, because yeah, I mean, you make a great point that you know it's very easy to kind of you know put your tail between your legs and uh, kind of lose faith and trust that that good things will happen if you continue to fight like that. So uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, for them to go in and then do it on the road and in in a conference game, you know, is really just it's just more you know just adds layers to the level of uh, of uh, the feeling of, of happiness and uh, you know just to kind of have all of those things go our way and and uh, just the, the added uh, the, I don't know, the, the level of the the importance of the game in a sense because you know first road conference game just a, a lot to it and to do it down a couple key players too right yeah and, and again you know the guys are fighting like crazy it's just uh, you know the, the ball bounced our way and uh, Donnie Tillman obviously with an unbelievable game Bryce Hamilton you know 14 rebounds is is, is just spectacular Bakke is just kind of he's been about as steady as anybody can be he's uh does the same thing every game but you know when he fouls out Chekna Dembele comes in and plays his tail off both overtimes and last five minutes of the game so you know really just happy for all of them Donnie got to the line what 19 times I think so yeah <laughs> yeah but that's what he does I mean he's a strong physical guard and he, he puts pressure on the defense and uh you know his ability to kind of get in there and he's got a good feel for angles and and uh you know he uses his eyes really well and uh, so, you know, that's something that we kind of count on, you know, is, is his kind of bullish mentality. Your guys will have a ton of experience against BYU. A couple of UNLV guys do, certainly. And then Donnie has it with Utah. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Coach Slocum was at Utah the last eight years as well. Yeah, Donnie yeah. was there. You know, I played against him and, and, and followed them when they were in the Mountain West with UNLV for a handful of years. And then, obviously, like Amari, Hardy, you know, Czech, Bakke from last year. So, I mean, there's some familiarity there. It's not quite the rivalry it was there for a stretch in the – 2010s but it's uh it's always a, a great game and you got a taste of it as a UNLV player as well yeah yeah and then uh, you know it, it was probably there for a stretch you know it was our bigger biggest rival them in San Diego State and uh so yeah there's there's that uh there's that feeling but it's a little different right now just because you know of the, the home and home and the the weight of each game not being a conference game but I'm pretty sure when that ball goes up it'll be pretty intense BYU fans are always always get after it pretty good but while you guys were getting a big overtime win at Fresno, BYU was uh, losing a heartbreaking overtime loss on the hill on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they, they came out and they played great and they you know, shot it well. And, you know, Utah was, you know, able to make some plays and kind of get in a position to win. But, you know, BYU is always going to do what they're going to do. They're going to play hard. They're going to play together. Uh, and one of the most unselfish teams in the country. And you can tell that when you just watch them the way they share it. I mean, what they did in Maui was, was fun to watch just from a basketball fan's uh, perspective and uh, that's just uh, so there's certain things you know you're going to get when you play against BYU and playing hard and, and playing together is kind of one of them. All right, Coach Kruger, thanks for the time and the preview and uh, best of luck to you and your team this season. Thank you, you too.
That is UNLV assistant coach and one-time Rebel point guard Kevin Kruger. Time now for our UB the Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. One week ago, TJ Haas hit his 200th career three-pointer, becoming the sixth BYU player to hit the 200 triple plateau. So who are the five other players? The answer next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and UNLV coming up just after the top of the hour. Let's get to today's answer in our You Be the Judge question brought to you by Legally Mine. One week ago, TJ Haas hit his 200th career three-pointer, becoming the sixth BYU player to hit the 200 triple plateau. By the way, he's at 201 now. So who are the other five players besides TJ with 200 or more career three-pointers? Mark? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Jim or Taft? Uh, yep, that's number one. Jonathan Tabernari. It's number two. Jackson Emery. It's number three. Is Chase Fisher around number, long enough? Number four. <laughs> Did Nick Emery make it? Did not. And, uh, yeah, it wouldn't uh, even count because they're, they're validated, invalidated stats. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mark Bigelow. Yeah. He's number five. Where you go? TJ House that's number six. Good. Very good. Saw Mark after the Boise State game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he could shoot, man. He was smooth. Love to watch Mark Such such a good guy. All right, time for our last break. Uh, Last word before tip-off is coming your way next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.